Well, we've already heard from some of you uh, about the debate last night. I discombobulated. Nobody really jumped out. I, I'm going to say it again, and I'm interested to hear our guest thoughts on this as we catch up with uh, Mariana Alfaro, a political breaking news reporter from the Washington Post. Get her thoughts. I, I thought that Nikki Haley acquitted herself well. That that jumped out to me, but for so many people, she was so far behind as it is, as every one of these candidates are. Let's let's face it with the shadow of the former president, Donald Trump, certainly looming over the entire thing. But as mentioned, uh, why don't we ask the expert Mariana Alfaro, political breaking news reporter from The Washington Post, kindly joining us to kind of give us the debate wrap up. And uh, first of all, Mariana, really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us here Hi, no, on WJR. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. No, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because, you know, we, we heard from some listeners, and, and you know, before we had a chance to talk to you, uh, discombobulated, meh, uh, aggressive. You know, those were some of the words that came out. What jumped out to you? Yeah, um, definitely what you were saying about Nikki Haley is actually a very good point, that she made a lot of arguments and points that I didn't really expect from her, especially in issues like abortion, especially in issues on having the GOP move forward from Trump, points that I honestly thought um, – we're very much not in line with uh, what her other um, the other candidates said. But as you mentioned, she didn't really draw as much attention. Um, I even noticed that as the Fox News hosts were presenting the the candidates, they kept saying the guys, the men, and then suddenly remember that Nikki Haley was also there. So I think that that's a really good point to bring out that uh, she kind of was making all these big uh, kind of newsworthy comments, but it still didn't draw the attention. I think that that's kind of the gist of this debate is that. You know, a lot was being said, a lot was being thrown out. But at the end of the day, we still know who the front runner is. And it and he wasn't on stage last night. Um, it, it was interesting. And another thing that I think everybody noticed, and this isn't exactly breaking news, but I want to hear your <laughs> uh, thoughts on it, to be sure. Uh, the usually very measured, I, I guess, mild mannered Mike mm-hmm. Pence and, and, and kind of seeing him come out of that shell uh, that jumped out to me, and that's something that a lot of our callers talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could definitely tell that he has the debate experience. I mean, he was a vice presidential uh, debates when he ran in 2016 and 2020. So he definitely brought that out. You can tell that he's a little bit more seasoned, I think, than uh, many of the other people on the stage. And he specifically focused on the uh, in- newcomer on stage, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's a entrepreneur who's never run for office before. He's a millennial. He's the youngest person. Um, on that list of candidates and the two of them bickered a lot last night and you could definitely see that Mike Pence was trying to you know point out that this candidate as he as he uh, you know is so young and has never run for office before he was trying to make that point that even though he's pulling at number three uh, does he have the experience to you know be president Um, but he also you know was there was a moment where a lot of the other Republicans acknowledged the work that Mike Pence did on January 6 2021 uh, to make sure that the election you know uh, move forward correctly and that Joe Biden was, uh, you know, declared president. And I think that that was a moment, um, not, you know, maybe the bar is not where it used to be, but it was a moment where I thought, okay, you know, good to see that uh, people can recognize um, that Pence did the right thing that day. And I think that that's something that's going to be continuing to run on for the rest of the campaign. Uh, Mariano Alfaro, political breaking news reporter from the Washington Post, uh, kindly joining us. Uh, you mentioned him already, but Ramaswamy is a guy that, you know, this is, you know, grassroots. I think everybody has probably seen a commercial or some of the things that are out there on on social media. He obviously 
was making an effort to get his name out there. But it, at mm-hmm. times, I, 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 I don't know. It, this is probably disrespectful, but I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. It almost seemed like everybody was kind of looking down at him and perhaps using him mm-hmm. as a punching bag. I, I, I think would be a way to describe it. Did you get that mm-hmm. feeling for from him, and, and and how did you feel he acquitted himself? Yes, um, they definitely kind of. Uh, you know, looked down on him and, you know, multiple other candidates said, you don't have the experience to be here. Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, they kept kind of, you know, pointing at him as the young kid on the, uh, on the stage. I don't know if they're aware that that's a mistake that they should probably not be repeating because we all know how happened, what happened in 2016 when literally the entire country was like, haha, Donald Trump's running for president. Yeah. What's going to happen? Um, I mean, he's running a number three right now, uh, Vivek, and he very much has drawn attention after the debate. Um, again, maybe some of the things that he was pointing out were not going to land uh, fully, um, you know, full support from the GOP base. But he's very much aligned with former President Donald Trump. He very much um, is defending Trump on stage. Um, and so I think that, you know, even if he doesn't get the nomination, he's definitely making a name for himself within the GOP. And uh, I think that the other candidates should not be so quick to dismiss him because, again, we already know what happens when you dismiss, um, you know, very forward, very um, you know, uh, 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 I, I don't know how to describe, but very forward, very um, uh, strong speaking candidates like him. Mariana, you bring up such a great point before you joined us. I, I listen, it's not that long ago in my mind where, where President Biden showed so poorly in, in the mm-hmm. Iowa caucus. A lot of people were openly saying, well, that's it. That that's the end of his mm-hmm. political career. Forget about his presidential aspirations. I mean, that's legitimately the end of his career. We know how that yeah. pointed itself out. I hate to ask you to do this, but I, I need to ask it anyway. If you were to gaze in your crystal ball, do you think <laughs> one of these people separate themselves from the pack to become maybe the de facto number two behind former President Trump? Well, we've been waiting for Ron DeSantis to do that. And honestly, every time, you know, a new poll comes out, he's dropping. It's amazing. And every time an indictment comes out, you know, Trump goes up even higher than him. So I would, you know, maybe there's still a little bit of hope for him. But after last night's debate performance, you know, we expected him to either break out or become the target of attacks. And it wasn't either of those. Um, so I don't know, you know, looking at the crystal the wall is very murky in there. But um, maybe he still has a shot to pull one of those um, after, you know, the first few primaries but other than that you know um chris christie if he could somehow get a lot of the electorate to realize that you know they can't continue electing donald trump because that's what he's running on um maybe he could you know reach for that moderate republican base or those like republicans who are kind of growing tired of all the trump news cycles maybe that's who he could appeal to but all that being said i think that a lot of the Bigger candidates that we expected to make bigger splash um, are not having that that much luck. Yeah. I, I, Mariana, I'm still trying to figure out what happened to Ron DeSantis. I mean, that was a guy, I mean, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think so many people thought, okay, forget about being number two. He's going to be the candidate. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. As you pointed out, it just seems like every time a poll comes out, he is falling like a stone. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, a, a combination of issues for sure. A lot of it has to do with, you know, how his campaign, um, you know, has had a lot of turnover, a lot of changes in staff and leadership. And definitely it seems like, um, you know, not what you expect from a, a number two on a race. But also I think it's the fact that um, he's still carrying a lot of baggage from his time as Florida. I mean, he's still a Florida governor. But like a lot of the big impactful uh, moves he made as Florida, Florida governor are not floating the way he 
would expect them to do on a national stage. We're talking about, you know, the Disney stuff and a lot of like the um, LGBTQ um, policies that he passed through, a lot of the education stuff that he's passed through. I think it's being, uh, he's finding it difficult to sell at a national stage. Like it's not drawing the attention that he hoped it would, even though a lot of the, you know, the Republican base is for a lot of these policies and a lot of these ideas. So I think that he really needs to figure out his messaging because he's fallen behind in a very spectacular way. Mariana, really appreciate the, the time. Again, political breaking news reporter from The Washington Post. Appreciate Thanks you so uh, sharing your expertise, and hopefully we can catch up in the future. Thank you. Yes, we'd love that. Have All a right. good one. Fantastic. Mariana Ofaro, uh, kindly joining us here on 760 WJR. Wish we had time to take more of your phone calls, but uh, we are up against it when we come back. Boy, the EVs, they're not going away. We'll get into it. 760 WJR.